Blog Talk Radio. It's day 19 of Coronacation. This is the Mama Levitt Show with everyone else. Where everyone else, I'm Mr. McGowan here with Mama Levitt. Morning, Mama Levitt. Good morning. And as always with Miss Mara as well. Good morning, Miss Mara. Good morning. How are you? Good. Hope everyone listening is is healthy and safe and fine. Um, This is the Mama Levitt Show. This is the official podcast of grade eight at the Madeline English School. There might be some other podcasts out there that are masquerading around as the eighth grade podcast, but don't believe them. This is the only official eighth grade podcast, and it's the Mama Levitt Show with everyone else. Um, so we got a bunch of things on the on the agenda for today. Um, we're going to start off with some shout outs. Miss Levitt, since you missed it on on Monday, you were here at the very beginning. We, you can do some shout outs first. We're going to talk about some random questions. Uh, we have our mental health tip for today. We're going to talk a lot today about some of the some of the developments going on in the world, well, specifically our local area, um, Boston, Everett, Melrose, so basically like the three cities that the three of us live in. Um, the mayors came out with some new guidelines on Sunday and Monday, and we'll talk a little bit about that. We got some headlines and articles going on. We'll talk about pandas. Miss <laughs> Levitt. Always going back to pandas whenever you need to feel good about about the world. And then later on, we're going to have um, Colometta, one of our favorite fourth grade teachers, is going to come on and just say hi and just talk about her experience with coronacation. And we'll wrap it up with some movie quotes and trivia and probably a dad joke. So, Miss Lovett, you want to start us off? Do you have any shout outs or any announcements that you want to make today? I'm going to shout out my B block class. Um, for civics, I've had 11 kids, which is just under half, just under half of my students doing their work for um, their civics class and did all their work for how a bill becomes a law. So I'm like so proud of all of them. Um, those people include like Lornisha and Chris and Manny A and Chris L. That's C, Christy and Chris L. Um, Emma, Gianna. Um, and then Wendy and Bo Denley and um, I know I'm missing it, but Kang and a bunch of you. And then my block A class, I had about six kids, which I thought was pretty good. Um, so shout out to Annabelle and Victoria and Maria Clara. And, um, and I please all of you, the other um, three of you, please forgive me if I if my drawing blanks on names and stuff right now, because I don't have my list in front of me, but I shouted you out on, um, Google Classroom, so keep up the work. Great. Ms. Barr, do you have anyone you want to shout out today? Um, I talked to a couple of kids yesterday. I talked to Anna and I talked to Raphael um, L. And they were just, it was a great conversation. It was so nice to catch up with them. And um, Sephora has been doing some work also for my B class. So thank you to Sephora and hopefully the rest of you can get on and do some work. That's all. Yeah, one thing 
that I've definitely noticed this week, and I know you guys have too, is I've definitely been hearing from some students from some students that we haven't heard a ton from. Like I know I heard from Carlos, also known as Marvin, um, Jacob, <laughs> Damien. I heard I heard from Damien who submitted an opinion about whether he thinks students should get should all get A's, which he does. Um, <laughs> of course, <laughs> Damien under the bus, but no, he had some interesting ideas as to as to why why students should be getting A's while they're in this period. So yeah, I had about probably nine students from my period A class did the common lit as I had to do. I've been setting things up to be due the next day, so I didn't even look at it until this morning. Uh, we had a really good Zoom session with period B yesterday. Um, Yasin was on, Kenzie. Um, who else was on there with us? Miss Mary, you were on with us too. Oh, Justin, mm-hmm. Andy, Adam made an appearance. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was good. Andres, yeah, there were quite a few people. Natalie, we had quite a few people on uh, for period B. So period B was 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 really good yesterday. And looking forward to period C today, seeing if we can get some of our period C people on. So we'll have a, a twelve thirty meeting today. Miss Miss Levy, you having a meeting today with your C class? Yeah, I'm planning on 12.30. I think I opened it up from 12.15, but I probably won't get on until 12.30. Most kids yeah. aren't popping on. So anyone who's listening, um, 12.30 is the, is the time I'll be up and on. I'm not going to stay on forever just for those who come on and, you know, whatever. So I'm there to answer questions and go over some stuff with you guys. So um, join us. You don't have to do your picture. Yeah, I have mine uh, for twelve thirty-two thirty as well. Um, I set it up for an, for an hour. I don't know if it's going to last an hour, but it'll just it'll just be good to see people and to talk and just share some ideas for some of the assignments going down. And Ms. Mara, are you doing a meeting today or jumping in one? So I I'm doing kind of a meeting. So I'm going to be available from twelve to two if kids have questions. But at two o'clock, I did post on my classroom. I'm going to try a um, read aloud of the book that we've been reading, Cracker, with kids. And I did it at two because I know some of my other ELA kids from Block B will be in a different class that were in Block B yesterday. I get confused with the schedule still. But so it's for all my ELA kids, and it'll be at 2 o'clock, and we'll be reading Cracker. So hopefully we get some kids. Please come and join us. That's cool. And is that the one where you set it up with, like, the Kindle? Yeah, so they're used, you guys are used to seeing it projected, so I'm going to share my screen, and we can just you can read off my screen as I'm reading it. And um, I know we kind of left off at a really exciting part in the book, so I wanted to make sure we had a chance to finish it together. That's, that's like, so frustrating that you left off. I'm, when we left school, we had just finished The Outsiders, and we had literally just finished the last assignment, like the final essay, and the next day we mm-hmm. were going to start our new unit. I couldn't even imagine like if we had left, if, if this had all happened and we'd been in like chapter seven of the outsiders or something like before anything really yeah. did happen. And yeah, so that's, it's really cool <laughs> that we're having a, we have an ability to kind of catch up on, on that book. I'm still working on it's refugee. Book. It's a great book. Yeah. It I, I mean, I read it, but everyone, everyone that I've talked to, Whenever that, that book title comes up, everyone always says, oh, it's so good. You should read it, blah, blah, blah. So that might be something I might want to look into. I'm still looking into Refugee, and I was, look, I was trying out some audio software, audio recording software yesterday for, um, for Chrome, some ways that I could, I could maybe record that, upload it, and have some kids listen to it as an audio book. 
and then I'll be able to use it for next year. So we'll see. So there we go. So this is our kind of day three of our new schedule. And today's a Wednesday, a period C day. So check in with your period C class. Um, I know I posted, I've, I've been posting at like nine thirty in the morning, just like sort of an overview of what you should be doing during the week. And then I'll I post a couple things as the day goes on. This is a kind of reminder. I'll, I set it all up on my schedule. Although I did forget to post the journal entry. Oh, I didn't forget. I set it up. I set up the journal entry yesterday and I accidentally put it for today as the day. Cause you know, you lose, it's so easy to lose track of the days these days. So I do, we did not get a journal entry mm-hmm. yesterday, but I will send one out today and I sent it up, I think for two o'clock or three o'clock. So sometime in the afternoons, I know a lot of students like to, when they write it, they like to write it in the evening or before they go to bed, I get a lot around like between 11 and 12, I get a lot of notifications saying so-and-so submitted a journal. So hopefully we can get on that one today. All right, let's, uh, let's go to some questions of the day. We have, I have one funny one and kind of one serious one that goes along with our mental health tips, but let's start with the funny one first. Miss Lovett, what's the youngest yeah. age person that you think could beat you up? <laughs> The youngest age person that could beat me yeah, up. Yeah, like, for example, like, do you think there's a 12-year-old in the world that could beat you up? I would like to think not. <laughs> but I've, I've met a few cuckoos in my life. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I was thinking about question. this. <laughs> I was thinking about... These are a lot, some of these questions I get from this this game I have called Answer the Internet, where they have where they give these celebrities they give these questions like celebrities and put them on the spot and see what they see what they say. Uh, Miss Fire, you have any thoughts on who could beat you up? Um, I'm going to go with I was going to say Eden, but I'm definitely stronger than she is. But if she was mad enough at me, that rage might transform into some strength. So Ooh. that's why we got to right, keep so our space during coronation. Right. So, so your answer would be a 10-year-old could beat you up? Sure, a 10-year-old. Okay. But probably not a 9-year-old? No, no 9-year-old. Yeah. I like to think that I could take every 9-year-old on the planet. I don't know how <laughs> – I don't care how – I mean, because when you're 9, even if – like no one's really hit like a big growth spurt yet. It's probably not till like ten, eleven. I remember in sixth grade you start we start getting kids who get like premature like mustaches and things like that. So there are probably some sixth graders in the world that could beat me up. But I don't think there's any like third or fourth graders out there that could beat me up. When I was thinking no, I think about answering this question, when I was thinking about answering this question, I was thinking about all right, so let's start with one. Are there any one year olds on the planet that could beat me up? All right, probably not. <laughs> about two. <laughs> then I went through, like, mental, right, mentally, they might be able to beat you up. <laughs> yeah, mentally. I'm just saying, like, physically. That's true. I know. It also occurs to me because they can break you when they're um, that little. They can break you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Both my both my kids were in Jonathan's room yesterday, and I was trying to get in to get something, and they were like, on, they were like pushing me out on the door, like, "Daddy, don't come in, don't come in." But I like kept pushing and pushing, and I overpowered both of them pretty easily. So that's like a six-year-old and a three-year-old combined. So I'm pretty confident in my in, that I could take like a like a like a six-year-old. But you never know. There's, there's probably some some crazy some crazy eleven or twelve-year-old. I'd I'd say eleven. I think I can take every ten-year-old in the in the world. I think that's the one head you, Emma. All right. So that's our there's our random question for today, and then let's go to our serious question of the day on our mental health tips for coronation. Number thirteen is lower expectations 
and practice radical self-acceptance. We are doing too many things in this moment under fear and stress. This does not make a formula for excellence. Instead, give yourself what psychologists call radical self-acceptance, accepting everything about yourself, your current situation, and your life without question, blame, or pushback. You cannot fail at this. There is no roadmap, no precedent for this, and we are all truly doing the best we can in an impossible situation. So my question for you guys would be, A, do you believe this? And B, do you think it's definitely important, and if so, why, to lower expectations and practice radical self, like lowering expectations for yourself? I don't know, Miss Mary, you want to talk about that first? Do you like the idea? What do you think about the idea of lowering expectations? Yeah. Um, I, I think lowering expectations kind of carries like a stigma to it. But, but for example, like there's no way to completely replicate school at home. So I was talking about, so like, for example, instead of doing six hours of schoolwork, Eden and I usually do like a concentration of like an hour and a half total schoolwork maybe. However, it's very compact. So there's a lot of learning that happens in that hour and a half. And for example, yesterday we like made tortillas at home and there was fractions and she had to figure out how to cut the recipe in half. So that to me was like amazing learning taking place. So I think, instead of lowering expectations, maybe looking at it as um, just not trying to do everything exactly the way you did before. Um, I don't know. I have to think about that one some more. Would you say that maybe a better verb to use rather than lower is maybe adjust expectations? Yeah. Adjust expectations. And like, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely am all about like giving yourself that pat on the back and being like, as long as you feel like you're trying your best, don't beat yourself up about worrying about what other people are doing, how they're handling it. If you know mm-hmm. that you're trying and you are giving it your all, then then that's enough, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mama Love it. What do you, what's your take on this? I, I kind of, I, with Emma on this, like, I don't ever believe in ever lowering expectations for anything. Um, I kind of think the readjustment of your expectations um, is more reasonable. So I kind of agree with that. Like, like the whole school thing, you know, I, as you guys already know, I don't think can be, you can take what we do in six hours and probably do it all in three to four hours at home, maybe even less, to be honest, like two. Um, I think that um, I loved Miss Mars thing, what she did with Eden, like when they made the tortillas and doing fractions with it. Cause that's what my mother used to do with us all the time when we would bake as a kid. And that's why like I understood fractions all the time and it made sense to me. It wasn't like just a math thing you did at school. It, this is real life. Um, and I think that I like that adjustment of, of where we're at at our homes um, and what we need to do while we're here, what are, you know, Maybe you, there's a project in your house that you've always wanted to get done and you're deciding, well, that's what I'm going to do. I don't have the work expectation anymore, so I'll do this. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm not one to talk to because I get a little stressed no matter what. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm thinking about that today. Like sometimes we think, all right, am I not, should I be posting more stuff? Should I, should I be really like giving the kids like a real educational experience? So I kind of I go along with what you said, Ms. Mara, about you know, like it's not, we're not going to get six, seven hours of learning in our homes. It's, our homes are not built for that. You know, like school is a building, which is, it's literally built for that expectation of being able to sustain six to seven hours. 
But our homes are not built for that. Our homes are not built for working. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why, like, working from home is like Miss Levitt talks about how, like, her husband and, and her daughter are working out of the dining room. You know, like, that's not a work room. That's a, that's a room for eating. Yet we've had to, like, adjust mm-hmm. our expectations. We've had to adjust our norms. And, you know, I struggle with that, too, because it's just something that I always, like, yeah, like, I think, like, lowering expectations, I, I hate that. Idea, and I'm surprised that that where I got these mental health tips, they actually use that lower expectations. But I think what they meant was, don't hold yourself to the highest of expectations. You know, we're all going through something. We're all dealing with stress. We're all dealing with uncertainty. There's nothing more stressful in life than uncertainty. In many ways, there's also nothing more um, potential. There's nothing with more potential in life than having uncertainty. Like I think. Just left time about doing like a project or something. So uh-huh. that's your for today. I think around two o'clock, three o'clock, uh, depends what class you're in. That will go up on your on your classroom about lowering or adjusting expectations. You know, ask yourself like, what kind of expectations do you have for yourself? Are you having to adjust them? At the same time, you should have some expectations for yourself. Like if like uh-huh. I was talking about, if you're up, if you're staying up till four a.m., five a.m. and not doing anything and and sleeping till two and three, like maybe you need to adjust those expectations in the other direction. You know, maybe you should expect a little more of yourself in that regard. But just I, things I to think that. about. I'm trying to be yeah. up by seven thirty a.m. now, Mr. McGowan. Yeah, that's that's I good. Because I was getting up, I mean, not late, like at eight thirty, eight fifteen. But I was just like, I felt like by the time I got my schoolwork done, I I don't have time for myself. I'm like, I'm home. Why aren't I yeah. doing things that I want to do? Yeah, I mean, and if you yeah. waste all that time, not necessarily wasted, but if you just wasted, like, doing, like, for, think about, like, during the school year, like, we're up and about, and we're at school by 7, 7.30, and by 2 o'clock, or by 3 o'clock, especially, like, we're done, and we're ha- we have kids that are, like, <laughs> 3 o'clock, they're waking up, and, like, all that yeah. time that used to be, like, used for something in their life is now just gone, and it's been, and, like, it's, at, at first we were on coronation, it seemed like we had so, so much time and all this extra time, and what am I going to do with all this time? And now I find myself kind of back in that original, oh, like, geez, like, I don't have time for that. Like, I have to do this. I have to do that. you've talked about that, too, like how, like, just things like dishes, like, my, like the dishes in my yeah. house just pile up because we're eating three meals oh, at yeah. home now. Like, oh, yeah. I food. don't have a dishwasher, so I don't have oh, a dishwasher man, in my new place. And um, it's like, I feel like that is, a big activity of my day is washing and drying and putting away dishes. Yeah. Like, I'm really good at it. doing that. Yeah, right. And like, I never would think that four people living in this house, including two little people would just generate so much trash and dishes and just <laughs> every single day. And like this, and then like, for example, like this morning, like we ran the dishwasher last night. So you need to give it a little bit of time to dry before you put it away. We usually have it air dry. But if I don't get to it right away in the morning, it's going to sit there for a few hours because right now I'm in, like, work mode. Hashtag working from the waist up. That's going to be my new one that I'm going to say. Working from the waist up. If anyone doesn't understand that, because I'm wearing my school clothes from the waist up, I'm wearing sweatpants for – it's just this is is my new new expectation for me. I'm going to make myself dress for school, but not fully. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just going to go along. 
but I can't believe how much time I spend like doing the dishes and cleaning because we're home all day. We're eating three meals a day at home instead of one. You know, like yep. maybe before, you know, like Michaela, like Jonathan would have breakfast at daycare. Michaela would have breakfast at school and Jen would get something at Dunks or whatever on the way. Lunch is at somewhere else. But and we goes, just have one meal a day at home. That goes back to like what we were talking about before, though. If you adjust your expectations and you accept like, okay, because I have to wash more dishes and clean up more, I will not and cannot get to six hours of, <laughs> six hours of school a day. And that's right. okay. And as long as you're not worrying about that, it's like actually really peaceful. And it makes me think mm-hmm. about like back in the olden days when like if they wanted to make like a pancake, say, I even had this book as a kid that was like how to make pancakes, but it was like back in the olden days. So they had to go pick the wheat, like grind it out. Like, and basically the whole day was spent making this pancake. And it's like, because yeah. they didn't have other pressing things, that was their day and that was okay. So like, yeah, just, I find it to be very peaceful at times. Yeah, it is. It, it does kind of bring us back to like our ancestral ways of, of living that our modern world has just completely changed all our expectations. Anyway, let's move on. Um, we're going to go to a quick commercial. We're going to come back. Mr. Jaffe's on the line. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about the curfew and then we'll get into some headlines. This is an Apex Studio presentation. So you're tired. You work and work. Your job is not secure. And the pay sucks. You've got student loans, credit card debts, nagging relatives, and so on. In short, you're burned out, stressed, exhausted. But you know what? Celebrities have it even worse. They have similar problems, except for the working hard part. Plus, many have millions of dollars. So when you think you're tired... You have no idea what you're talking about. Celebrity problems are more important than yours because they are famous. So the next time you hear about one of our beloved celebrities checking into a $10,000 a day clinic in Beverly Hills for exhaustion, don't throw down your hard hat or slam down the want ads in murderous rage. Just sit there in your crappy little apartment you can barely afford and think of ways that you might be able to help that poor, ever so exhausted, spends more on one outfit than you make in a decade celebrity. This has been a public service announcement about celebrity exhaustion. Now suck it up, princesses. This has been a presentation from M. Morgan's APAC Studio. For more almost professional... All right, welcome back to the Mama Love Show. Mama Love Show with everyone else. I'm your host, Mr. Gowan. Call in number 516-590-0997. We're here today with episode 11. Later on, we'll have special guest, Ms. Colometta, calling in. Uh, Mr. Jaffe's on the line. Good morning, Mr. Jaffe. How are you today? Mr. Jaffe, you there? Oh, Mr. Jaffe is. I guess not. <laughs> he's there, but he's not there. This is one Did of those times on the radio when they'd be like, be like, turn your radio down. No, he's not on mute. He's, he can oh. talk. All right, Mr. Jaffe, when you're ready, uh, you can go ahead and talk. Um, let's get into the big news of today, which is, which is the curfew. Now, this, this started, mm-hmm. I, I want to say, on Sunday, 
with uh, Mayor Marty Walsh of Boston, who set up a curfew. But uh, I want to read the one that that the mayor of Everett, Mayor Carla Di Maria, posted. I saw this. I think it was Monday night late. Oh, you, um, you know, the, the mayor does a lot of his press releases and stuff via social media. And this one says, from Tuesday, April 7th, 2020, from 9 o'clock p.m. to 6 o'clock a.m. until April 20th, 2020. First of all, that's very poorly worded. I wouldn't have worded it that way, but I get what he means. So for the next two weeks, basically, it says, from 9 o'clock to 6 a.m., the following orders will take effect. A curfew for all non-essential workers to stay at home from 9 p.m. to 6 a.m., all services provided by the Everett Public Schools will be postponed. So that means that when we talk about that on Monday, everyone must remain inside from 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. Unnecessary clusters of individuals of any amount for any reason, for example, parties, celebrations, or other social events should be canceled or postponed. Any concentration of people outside the house should be limited to workers, such as receiving pharmacy remedies, blah, blah, blah. When in public, individuals must keep at least six feet from each other and should wear masks. Individuals should limit external recreational activities to uncontacted and avoid activities where there is approximation with other people. Individuals who are sick should not leave the house except for medical care. Um, There's a few other ones on here. All construction in the city of Everett must cease. I ordered the Everett Police Department to apply these guidelines and to issue warnings or tickets for violation to those who do not come to join this order for fines up to $300 per day. I know that these measures seem extreme. This virus is extreme. As we go through this outbreak of the choir, of the choir, the, I don't think it's written right. The answer to mitigate this pandemic and narrow the curve has to be more vigorous. We all have to understand the seriousness of this virus and work with each other to overcome this phase together. Oh, I know why that didn't come out right, because I was reading like the translation from another it was in, it was translated, but anyway. So this is this is now the new normal. The mayor of Everett, the mayor of Melrose, the mayor of Boston, and who knows however many other cities have now put curfew in effect for residents. Love it. I will say this, Mr. McGowan. Melrose is an advisory, meaning that okay. the police they've admitted cannot enforce it legally because it can't. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's a that's a big difference because I saw Whereas I did see Melrose. Yeah, Melrose posted a very similar order, but it doesn't have any threats of. So Melrose doesn't have any threats of of fines, right? No. So what do you think, Miss Levin? What are the big issues with this this whole idea of curfew? What should our kids know, or what are some of the some of the things that are coming up with this? Well, usually curfews like set in um, like a a state of emergency, like um, Hurricane Katrina when that went through in Louisiana, like where there was a breakdown of lawlessness, where people were um, so, like, looting businesses and things like that, they kind of put in place curfews to kind of control the people to get them. This seems eerily different because there's really, people, I think, for the most part, have been adhering to the social distancing recommendations and staying home for the most part, not going out and things like that. Um, I always find it interesting because I find that the curfew, the people who, who seem to get in trouble with all this are the people who do the right thing and are, are people who tend to the criminal element of the, our population who tends to ignore law enforcement aren't going to follow the rules anyways, because they don't care. They right. haven't been. So it just seems 
funny that we had to put this in place. I, I, I'm not quite understanding the nine to six o'clock when like restaurants are closed, There's movies are closed, malls are closed. Where are we going? <laughs> so yeah, that the, the whole the nine o'clock to six o'clock is an odd choice. And I wonder why, like everyone's, I feel like everyone's home at that time anyway. I, I always wonder like where this came from. I always imagine like where there are packs of wild teenagers that were roaming around the city at midnight. Like I maybe, maybe there was, I'm in my huh. house. I don't know. I don't know. Ms. Mara, yeah, what's your I wonder the on, same uh, thing. Oh yeah. When I read that, it seemed a little bit aggressive and I was just kind of wondering, cause as as we know, there's always two sides to every story. So I kind of imagined that perhaps there were some issues with kids or, you know, families that were still continuing to do like birthday parties or, you know, gatherings or something like that. But it would have been helpful to maybe hear that that was what was happening. Because like you said, I think for the most part, when I go outside, there's nobody out. Um, Really, I don't see kids as much at the park like there was like a week or two ago. Um, And the mayor said something, the mayor of Boston said something yesterday about, you know, he doesn't want it to come to the police having to enforce. We as citizens can go up to somebody that we see maybe, you know, congregating and say like, what are you doing? You know, like stop. And we can kind of take care of that ourselves. So the, you know, not, not completely, but I think it is our responsibility also so that we don't have to feel like, we're going to get a $300 ticket. That to me rubs me the wrong way, but I don't know what right. the answer is. Yeah. It, it is definitely unusual that, that our mayor here in Everett has declared specifically as he has put a, a, a dollar, a dollar amount on, I mean, I don't know if he feels like he needs, he's at the point where he needs to threaten people with money if, because nothing else is really working. I'm not really sure. Uh, Mr. Jaffe, are you there now? I'm here. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Morning, Mr. Jaffe. Hey, Mr. How are you? Jaffe. So, um, How's Mr. Jaffe, doing? you you're a, a Brookline resident. Um, is there right. any talk of, of of a curfew in 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 your town? Haven't haven't heard. A lot of people are walking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of people are walking their dogs. I got to get my dog walking in in the morning because my dog likes to lunge at the other dog. So. Just a lots of just lots of people out walking around, which is nice. Hmm. Um, oh, Mr. Jaffe, if, if we could just like uh, maybe shift the conversation back a little bit. What uh, What were your thoughts about the the pink supermoon? We took. So we did everybody see it? I sent around there. emails. It yeah. was a pink supermoon, and it was a. Uh, there's another one next month. The planting moon will be uh, also a supermoon, but apparently this one yesterday was bigger. And I sent uh, around on your Google Classroom a uh, a short clip about why there is why there are supermoons. It has to do with the moon not traveling in a circle around the Earth, but as an ellipse, sort of like an oval. So at one time uh, of the month, it's actually closer to Earth than it is uh, at other times. So it happened to be yesterday. It was actually closer to Earth as a full moon. And that's called the supermoon. And the pink mm-hmm. is from the a flower, the phlox, P-H-L-O-X. And I've never heard of it, but it's a beautiful pink flower. And I think it just kind of settled into a 
pink supermoon because of, there are so many uh, blossoms going on now, blooming right now. Apple blossoms are kind of pinkish white, and there's just a lot of blo- blossoms that are pink. So it's the pink supermoon. It's also the first moon, the first full moon after the equinox, which is the which tells us when Easter is, the first Sunday after the full moon, which is after the spring equinox, is Easter Sunday. Is that how they do? Is so that how they be, do it? That's how they do it. You gotta wait. <laughs> for, you gotta wait for the first full moon after March twenty first. All these years, and I never knew exactly what the. What what it was about because Easter can go for it's gonna be within like early like mid March oh yeah right. like March twenty first could be like somewhere in like mid April. Interesting. I never, I never knew that. Although maybe it's because I'm not I'm not a scientist, but I looked at the moon last night around ten thirty ten thirty five I think it was, and it just looked like a full moon to me. <laughs> yeah, so so you really get the full you really get the um, the super moon when it's rising over the horizon, and I happen to. I see it yesterday walking the dog, and it was it was really spectacular. Not we did pink, see it at same color. A few I don't know if weeks or months ago. One day I really noticed when the moon was coming up over the horizon. Just it was huge. I think we were driving um, towards like towards Boston. I think it was on like the Mass Pike somewhere. And because you know going east, you, you'll get like the, the full moon effect. And it just right. I remember just being like huge. We we're over in like the Pike in uh, like over by BU in that area. Um, but yeah, that, so that's, that's kind of an optical illusion, more more than anything. That it looks bigger oh, really? over the horizon. It's really mm-hmm. not. But yesterday yeah. it was a little closer to Earth, like fourteen percent closer appear- to Earth. So it just appears that way. Yeah, it's not real. Closer. It appears, yeah. And there's really no good. No one knows why it, it, yeah. it is that way. But but yesterday the moon was a little closer to Earth, so it huh. was. Uh, there was a supermoon. There'll be another supermoon next month, and I think they were done with those for this year. Yeah, um, I guess that makes sense. The optical illusion. Let me just so let's go back to our, our curfew discussion. Um, I just have some audio that I found yesterday. So someone in New York City, this guy named Errol Barnett, who is a journalist. I'm not really. Sh- I'm not sure which outlet he he works for. He took a, a, a personalized video. It's, it's in Manhattan, and you can see in the background, I think it's the Brooklyn Bridge. It's, it's kind of far away, but I think it looks like the Brooklyn Bridge. But there, there's people walking along, uh, I think it's the East River in, in Manhattan, and there's a drone flying over, and the drone is okay, – I'll, I'll play it for you. You can hear – hopefully you can hear what the drone is, the audio coming from the drone. COVID-19 Volunteer Drone Task Force. What do you guys think about that? Oh, I feel like I'm in a movie right now. I got <laughs> right? a lot to say about that. It was like that um, reminded me a little bit of V from Vendetta about, you know, what time the curfew was and the drones flying around in that. Mm-hmm. And it also reminds me of um, it back to the book 1984 when you're reading it, like those reminders and the thought police and the check-ins on the, you know, making sure you're complying to society the way society expects you to comply to. It's for your own good. The voice, just just the mechanical voice of the drone, 
is just, mm-hmm. it's so surreal. I know if it was Miss Mara that said, I feel like I'm in a movie. Yeah. And that, to me, that really, that really. kind of makes me feel yeah, dumb sometimes. Why? Sorry. No, just, <laughs> I just feel like we know, and maybe it's just me thinking about this, and like maybe other people do need a drone coming over their head telling them, but like, it's been hammered in. Like, we know we're supposed to be social distancing. So what's with all the extra, you know, the extra stuff? But yeah, right. that's just my initial thought. <laughs> right. Do you think that um, if the government seems like it's overkilling it and people are more likely to rebel and not do what they're asked to do? I think eventually people that's a good are. Question. It's, yeah. it's kind of human nature. Like, when you ask them and you and you explain to them the threat and the seriousness of something and this is you know stay at home social distance people, I think overall people follow those things and I just think when you start to like do these like weird drone voice things going around or you have squad cars going around I think I read somewhere um, in the city I think it was in California where the squad cars had sirens announcing curfew time. And it was just weird. And it that's the stuff that right. you see from dystopian movies and books and things like that. That's what people are going to start to question what's really going on. Is this, you know, and versus accepting that, you know, we need to help protect ourselves in this, with this virus. Right. I think in Ms. Levin, you know, I know we've talked in the past about the idea of constitutional rights. And, yes. And, and people... Now, the government does have the right to suspend some con- your constitutional rights. One thing that we'll learn that students will learn in civics class, hopefully this year, is that <laughs> your constitutional rights are not absolute. Like they are like you do. Ha- you have the right to free speech, but you do not have an absolute right to free speech. Like, for example, you can't disrupt school and you can't disrupt. You can't run into a movie theater and just yell fire and say freedom of speech like but that's what this is one of these things where, you know, at what point can our constitutional rights be taken away? Because I was thinking about this yesterday by declaring that you cannot have any more than 10 people. That's the government basically taking away your First Amendment right to assemble. Mm-hmm. Now, there's other Which includes there's church, other argue, too, the religion thing. Church, right. Yeah. And that's and that's a that's a freedom of religion and free exercise. I mean, the other thing, though, the the, the to in my opinion, the, the counter argument to that would say, well, there's other ways to assemble besides physically. Like, you know, we're not taking away your right to have social media and to, to meet in groups on Zoom and whatever. But it's a very, very fine line between rights and security. And, with this, and that I also assumes that, like, those technology structures are going to be in place. Like, what's to say that they weren't, you know, Zoom or whatever can't just turn on us all of a sudden too and go, hey, we're not going to do this anymore. Yeah. Right. You know, so. I mean, and, that's, and that's why they wrote in the things like the First Amendment in the Constitution because it's such an ingrained part of of our life. And I, there are times, I mean, like, I didn't live through World War II, but, you know, some of our parents or grandparents may have lived through times when your freedoms were very much restricted and for a longer period of time, too. I mean, World War II in the, in the U.S. was about probably three years of sort of rations and some restrictions. But for many people, it was actually worse. But that's a, that's a story for another time. But anyway, this whole idea of, of the curfew, it's interesting. Um, I'm going to send 
some thoughts out there at some point, but let's go to, let's, let's move over to headlines. All right. We got a couple headlines to talk about today. Uh, which one you want to go you want to go first? You want to go to the Corona one, or you want to do the want to do the the, the pandas one? Maybe start with okay. the more serious. What, what was that? The panda? Do you want to start with yeah? Do you want to start with the more? Want to do the serious one, then we'll end with the lighter one. Yeah, let's, let's do that. So, Miss oh, okay. Mara, can you talk? Yeah, Miss Mara, can you talk about your article you posted today? And this is available um, on my Google Classroom post. Also, it's on the show notes down below. But talk about a little bit about about um, the effect of the COVID-19 in Italy and about how kind of where they're at right now. Yeah. So this article is available on Boston. It was from the Boston globe um, and it's titled in Italy going back to work may depend on having the right antibodies. So Italy was one of the first countries that kind of um, instituted, you know, the, the, harsher like social distancing kind of curfew things and now that their numbers are plateauing so they're not getting as many deaths per day people are starting to think about like okay how do we come out of this without starting a whole new wave of people getting infected again and one of the things that they are proposing which again sounds right out of a science fiction novel is they are proposing having something that tests it's like a card that you get if you if you can prove that you have immunities in your blood to the virus. Um, they're thinking that those people may be allowed to go back to work before people that cannot prove such a thing. So, for example, having something like a COVID ID that has proven that you you know have these have have either had the virus and have recovered from it and therefore your body has built up immunities or you were kind of like naturally immune to it. And, and the article talks about how it's not even really like compatible with like with the science that's out there right now. Like they're not even sure that that's completely accurate, but these are the kinds of ideas that the politicians are throwing around. So it made me think about like in the United States, when we come out of this, it's, it's not going to be just going back to normal life right away. It's not like a light's going to be switched and we're going to just be able to go out and play. Um, so it kind of just made me think about like, how do you do that without, again, taking away freedom and keeping people safe at the same time? You know, it's interesting you said that about the switch, because I think a lot of us are under that impression. I know I kind of was just in the back of my head. Like one day they'll be like, all right, all social distancing restrictions are now off and you guys are free to go. And, it's, you know, you see all the memes of uh, my friends and I after quarantine and like people are running out after each other and <laughs> just sprinting out into the street. And uh, I, I, it's not going to be that way, is it? It's going to be. I, I don't think so. That's why I don't think we could. I don't I don't think we're going back to school this year. I don't think they're going to be like, yeah, oh, right. Well, right. Safe. We're going to yeah, flip the switch. School's open tomorrow, guys. Let's go. Like, I don't think. And do you know? And do you know what the the last entity to even see that would probably be schools, because kids are so careless. You know, especially little kids with their hygiene, that I think schools would be the last thing to open up. Unfortunately, I think they would be afraid to open up schools because there would be a lot of spread of disease. Mm-hmm. Even though I haven't mm-hmm. heard whether or not they're going to open up schools or not, but I think restaurants would open up before schools. 
Yeah. Well, restaurants can be a little more controlled. I mean, just at the Maddie itself, we have what? We have 800 and something kids. We have 100 staff members. We're talking almost 1,000 people coming through. And we've got people. And little little kids don't cover their mouths when they sneeze or when they cough because they're little kids. And and I always say, you know, like our how many times how many times do we tell our eighth graders like keep your hands off each other like stop touching each other hands off right hands to yourself and that's all they do is touch each other that's all right. they do just have a, just put their hands on each other and grab each other and like that's all it's all spreading um, right so that interesting article Miss Mara that really made me think about going back to work and you know we're a few weeks behind Italy here in the U S but kind of what it's going to be like and it's not, yeah go ahead. I was to say, brave new world, papers, please. Um, I think mm-hmm. this is like where we are saying this is okay because we're scared. And I think you have to watch what you're, what you say because you're scared. I, I like you know, one thing of FDR, um, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, in his speech when he said, you know, you sh- like the only thing you have to fear is fear, to fear itself. Yeah. And I feel as if sometimes like when are we going to it's already going to be awkward going back around people again because people are already in three weeks have been conditioned to be really weird people are weird out in public now around other people uh, they they give you dirty looks if you're some people like if you're too close to another person or you don't have a mask on or you don't move into the street when they're walking down the sidewalk um yeah. it's it's very odd, and others aren't like that. Others are just humdumming around throughout the day, and it's like, um, and they're not, you know, they don't have that fear. That's the interesting concept about all of this, and I just think. Hey, you know, I, like, I, I've, I've, I've caught the cops and some people who weren't socially distancing, Mr. McGowan. I might even oh, be on you, the radio when that. You might be, you might be on the next Brookline 911. On, no, on no, I, I, I have not called the cops and people who are not socially distancing. But I see I it mean, all that's the time. crazy. That's the Stasi. This is this is what Soviet. The Stasi did. is right. Nazi right. That was uh, yes. Yeah. You that's very. The, what that's, the students know. That's the Orwellian. Stasi. That's very Orwellian. Like getting getting people to snitch on each other and getting people to. I hate that word snitch. I can't believe I just said it. But getting people to you know <laughs> report. Getting getting people to report other people and other. I mean, you're right, love it. Like you walk down the street and you'll see two more people walking, and, and it's almost just like, oh, what did they do? So how dare it's almost like how dare they enter my space? It's gonna be a weird psychological it's gonna be a weird psychological um adjustment to going like imagine like going to like three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I took my kids up to the Songus Arena. We watched some of the high school basketball finals for the north. And you know, you walk in and there's there's people sitting around you and like can you imagine being in that right now? Can you imagine walking into an arena and actually having to sitting next to another person? Like right now it seems unthinkable. And this is just, it was literally a month ago that we were doing that. Well, I know Do you when think I walk. sports will come back? That's a, that's a discussion oh, for another time, Mr. Jaffe, but that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great <laughs> question. I actually, that's something I want to talk about maybe like next week. I do want to devote like maybe a whole yeah, show to talk about. Put on the topic because there's something about the, um, Major League Baseball's proposal. So put yeah. that on your topic. In, that in, might be, in May. That might be a good one for Friday about Major League Baseball and like the NBA is talking about some ways they could salvage the season and golf is – Golf has changed some of their tournaments and their schedule and hockey and f- even talk about football and how football and into the draft and how that's affected. We might do a whole, have to do a whole show on how this affects the sports world. Um, let's go to something more 
a little more fun and positive. Love it. Tell us about the pandas in Hong Kong. <laughs> I love these pandas. So one of the one of the things that um, the world kind of stopping and being at home is that um, pandas are very are hard hard to mate in captivity and and out like they're very private animals from what I remember. I'm not a zoologist by any means, um, but in Hong Kong they have Ying Ying and Lili, and they're on display for people to come and visit. And um, what they've noticed since um, we've gone into this quarantine self-isolation thing, um, they are starting to show signs of mating finally after trying to have these two pandas mate for the last 10 years. Um, They were saying that the male panda was going around and marking his scent and, um, you know, um, which is Lili and Ying Ying was playing in the water more and searching for Ying for, and Lili was searching for the, for yinging scent, and you could see this mating ritual that they're going on and things like that. So they're hoping, because this is the time that um, they usually mate, um, they won't be able to determine if um, she's pregnant for, um, without an ultrasound. It usually takes 14 to 17 days before the birth, before they can confirm a pregnancy. Pandas are very, very small when they're born. Um, so I thought this was an interesting thing and like kind of like how humans are interfering with um, the animal world, um, even those in captivity um, and things like that. And how, like, when we step away, how they just kind of do their thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Good for the pandas. You know? Absolutely. Are they still an endangered species? I think they need to repopulate yeah. there. That's a good yeah, question. Yeah. Have you any, has any, has anybody seen the pandas in at Washington D.C.? They're very, very cute. I did, and yeah. I did, did you know, Mr. Jaffe, that yeah. all the bamboo they brought in to the National Zoo, it all—it's like a weed, and it spread yeah, all right. through pandas Northwestern D.C. Yeah, it's every—it's everywhere. Like there's there's tons of bamboo, and it just came out of nowhere because they put it in there for the uh, for the zoo, and it's a weed that spreads all it spread like all over the city. Um, yeah, so good for the pandas. You know, maybe we'll have some more pandas to go look at at some point. The pandas were so cute. At the I, I love visit. zoos. I love zoos, but I don't think they should be zoos. I know that sounds kind of strange, but I think zoos are great. But I think in a real, a good, a better world, there shouldn't even be zoos. Uh oh, Miss Mara, I think Mr. Jaffe's setting us up for a Tiger King um, discussion at some point. <laughs> oh, I know that. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch that show with a ten foot pole. Neither would I, Mr. Jaffe. I think I, I think I think Jaffe's gonna I think Jaffe's gonna force us to have a Tiger King episode and debate the ethics of zoos. I just get so, I get oh, I saw two it's episodes a, a really and, and I just get so depressed knowing that these <laughs> poor people are out there, and I just feel so bad for them. Maybe I shouldn't. Everybody chooses their own lives, but oh my god, it's it's like a train wreck. You you can't feel bad. You just have to just just you have to it. look at it right. All right, let's go to a mm-hmm. commercial, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk to Miss Colometta from fourth grade out here on the Mama Levitt Show. This is an Apex Studio presentation. Wally's Furniture Emporium is having an unconditional take your money event. You see, the guy who orders our furniture stock is a complete idiot. 
he ordered way more furniture than we could ever sell. So if you're looking for furniture that after just a few short months of use will look good on a sidewalk, look no further. Come on down to Wally's. But hey, you might be worried about how you're going to pay for it. Well, don't. Wally's accepts all forms of payment. And we do mean all. Pay with cash. Pay with credit. Pay with your buddy's new iPhone. Trade in your firstborn or elderly mother. It's all the same to us. Oh, and did I mention that Wally's will make you a deal that's fit for a crime lord of a third world country? Because he totally will. Oh, yeah, he will. Fun fact. Idi Amin used to shop here all the time. But that may have been more thanks to his syphilis-ravaged mind than good taste in discount furniture. But anyways, he totally used to shop here. Or at least somebody who looked a lot like a lot like Idi Amin used to shop here. And then uh, he died horribly from syphilis. And I don't think we saw much. That's Wally's Furniture Emporium on 66 Crushing Debt Drive. All right, thanks to our sponsor, Wally's Furniture Emporium, pushing that drive. And we got a special guest on the line. We have uh, Miss Colometta. Miss, Miss Colometta, how are you? Hi, good. How are you? Good. Thanks so much can for calling in. Can you hear me okay? We can hear you <laughs> fine. Awesome. Thank Great. you for inviting me. I'm so excited. I love this podcast. I know. I want to get some more, uh, some more teacher friends on, especially, for, especially from younger grades, so some of our eighth grade students can hear your voices and kind of catch up, and you can talk to them, or they can talk to yeah. you, whatever. Um, so, Ms. Kalamata, how you been? How you been holding up during our coronation, day 19? I've, well, you know, I've been doing okay. I'm starting to kind of get into a routine. Like I was listening earlier, we were talking about, um, you know, just kind of readjusting like our routines. And I was laughing because I just, I can't believe the amount of laundry that I'm doing for just myself and, you know, <laughs> cooking every meal, like you had mentioned, you know, getting takeout and stuff. So it's, um, you know, just trying to kind of, readjust my uh, routine a little bit over here. Yeah, what have you been doing um, for, uh, what's fourth grade been doing for your distance learning? Can you maybe talk a little bit about that? Um, well, actually, I'm making a PowerPoint right now. I've been posting a lot of my assignments, well, all of my assignments onto Google Classroom and um, just trying to mix it up. I know a couple of other teachers, um, We've all been using Google Classroom. Some do have Dojo. I don't have Dojo this year, uh, so I've just been relying mainly on Google Classroom and just kind of posting every day, trying to mix it up, do different things, uh, different assignments each day, and, you know, trying to uh, make it interesting for them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, you know, it's, it's hard, though, trying to come up with all this stuff when you're not in school and all your materials are at school, and so it's definitely putting me to work. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Um, so we, we've had a discussion the past couple of days. We started last Friday about grading and what should mm-hmm. students get grades. And I have to plead ignorance. I don't really even know, like, how grades are done in the fourth grade. Do you – what do you think about this idea about all students just being given 
A's or grading work or just any thoughts about about that as we as we deal with these questions during our Corona break. Well, it's interesting because I did listen to that podcast and I remember thinking, um, you know, that the kids probably wouldn't like my my response. But then I heard that a lot of people kind of thought along the same lines that I did. I mean, I know, I mean, we were in school at least from, you know, end of August to March and it's, you know, I don't know that there's some kids that just work so hard um, for that A and, you know, do their work. They, you know, go the extra mile and that extra effort. And, um, you know, even now the kids that are logging on and, you know, that are trying to take that initiative, um, you know, it would be, I know like if I was a student, I would have a hard time if I did all that work and, and, you know, put all that effort to earn that A and then, you know, someone else had gotten an A and didn't really do anything to earn it. So I thought it was an interesting uh, topic for sure. Ms. Colometta. Hey, it's Ms. Mar- yes. Emma Mara. How are Hi. you? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. So if our listeners don't know, Eden, my daughter, is actually in Miss Colometta's class, so I have some, yes. like, inside information on what's been going on in the classroom, and um, <laughs> Eden's actually here with me, so she wants to say hi to you in a second, but I have to oh, say yeah. I love the um, scholastic stuff you've been posting, and I actually want to use some of it for my kids. Um, it's just a great website. Um, it has, like, yesterday we watched that video about the trash, and I learned all about, mm-hmm. like, where our trash goes and things like that. So, yeah, I just wanted to, like, thank you for all that you've been doing. I know it's been, as we know, it's been kind of a weird situation. Like, how much do I post? What's too much? What's too little? But I thought that was, like, a good amount um, to, to do. And can Eden say hi to you? Of course. <laughs> hi, Miss Calamata. I miss you. Hi. I miss you, too, Eden. How are you doing? Good. I want to go to school though i i do i do too <laughs> i do too i miss everybody yeah, yeah no I thank you that, for go ahead go ahead, oh, go ahead. <laughs> no i was gonna say i think that kids um for a week or two were like this is awesome and i think more and more kids now are kind of realizing how much of a how much of their life and like their identity school was and we miss it a lot yeah, I, I absolutely, I miss the kids, I, I miss the staff, I miss just all of that, the interacting and teaching them and, you know, those aha moments that you get when you're teaching something and, you know, or the conversations that we have and the stories that we tell, I, I definitely miss that. You don't get that um, aspect, you know, kind of posting. And I'm glad you like the articles. I love Scholastic. I've been doing it for a few years now, and I love that um, – it can relate to stuff that, you know, they'll, use, they'll come in the next day and say, oh, my God, you know, that article we read, I saw it on the news, and they can make these connections. So I definitely hope to do more, and I'm glad they're offering online services because they're probably mm-hmm. also getting delivered to the school. Um, yeah. And so I've been kind of researching it every day and trying to find a way to get, you know, the kids access so that they can go in and, and continue to use it. So I'm glad that they like it. <laughs> yeah. I think one of my things, and you, Jen and Ryan, too, pipe in here, but, like, my thing is, like, okay, there's some kids that are doing the work, and there's some kids that aren't at all, but then even mm-hmm. within the kids that are doing the work, there's, like, a lot of different, like, some kids are actually doing it thoroughly, 
And then others are like just writing yeah. one or two word answers. And I'm like, do I give them a hundred percent? Like, do I give them a percent at all? Like what, how are you guys doing? Yeah. That? I mean, I've been, I've been grading stuff except for the journals, like the journals. I just sort of do that by feedback because I just, it just is what it is. It's, I just want them to write and put their thoughts down. It's more for them. Um, but for all, like anytime, anything that have questions, you know, the question, I have it on Google forms and the questions are graded. Then I'll, I'll grade the open response ones because I want them to be able to see what their feedback is, you know, it's, and who knows like what we're going to use those grades for, but I do think it's important right. to, you know, if you, if you do like a, like a questions or a set of, a set of questions or a quiz on a certain reading or a movie or whatever, that you should get some feedback on how you did just for your own, their mm-hmm. own learning sake. And what do you think Levin on, on that? Levin, how are you handling grading? Um, I'm grading everything the way I always grade things. And um, it's, I give feedback. I always give the answers. I tell them why they get the grades they get, Um, especially videos. um, I've had to tell several kids, um, you do know you can pause and rewatch a video. There's no real excuse not to get the answers. Um, It's, it's just, uh, you know, like that's the way I'm keeping track of them. Um, When the school system tells me how I actually have to, do the grades that's one thing but I think kids should know how they actually are really doing I mean whether you know we're in this situation or not so and that's me I've always been like that people some people say I'm too hard but um they do get letters from from people when they're up in high school saying thank you for helping me and I wouldn't be where I am today so I'm going to keep doing what I do so yeah I mean I think they should be getting grades they should be getting accurate feedback. I really like what Lily said about that last week said if you if we give them all A's we're basically lying to them and we're giving yeah. them the, and yeah. they know that right. smart they know, they know when they're being lied to they know that Very they're going to get them. you know and like some kids kids will try yeah. to take advantage of them sometimes but most kids won't most kids most of the feedback I've gotten is that you know people should get what they deserve, but I've also heard yeah. a lot of interesting arguments the other direction too. Um, we got to move on to trivia. Colorado, you want to stick around and play some trivia? Yeah, I'd love to. All right, sounds good. Let's move over to trivia. All right, today's trivia is. Here's how this works. I've got 10 movie quotes, and I have one tiebreaker. And so we've got four people out there. We've got Kalametta, Jaffe, Levitt, and Mara. I'll play the quote for you. If you think you know what movie it comes from, just say your last name, and the first person to say their last name, that's your buzzer. And the first person who I hear their their last name, I will say their name, and then that will give you the go-ahead to say your answer. And then we're going to throw an extra an – extra, uh, monkey wrench into this thing right now, a little curveball. For one point, you can name the movie it comes from, and for a bonus point, you can name which character or which, and or which actor or actress says the quote. All right, does that make sense? So the first one is what that movie does, does it come yep. from? That's tough. First one is what movie does it come from? And the second one is, I'll give you, so the bonus will be which actor or which character says it. All right, so here's number one. This country... You've got to make the money first. Yeah. Then when you get the money, you get the power. Then when you get the- Mara, what do you got? Scarface Al Pacino. Ooh, two points. 
two points. Scarface. Wow. All right, number two. Hey, maybe I'll give you a call sometime. Your number's still 911? Oh, righty then. Hey, Mara. Yeah, I'll give you a call some. Hold on. Call him out of your up. <laughs> Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Okay. Bonus point, actor and or oh, character's well, name. Well, Jim Carrey's the Jeffy. main actor, right? Okay, we'll call him out of get-to because it's a bonus. So one for, and then okay. character? She said it. Ace. Ace. Ace Ventura, yeah, Jim Ace, Carrey. Right, Ace. You're right, Ace. Yeah, you know, the title was yeah, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. So three points for call on that one. Um, <laughs> next one. So I'm not going to be able to hear until the clip's all the way over. So just yeah, wait until the clip is over before you say uh, say your names. Oh. I should have made. I Thank you. Made that I can't hear the clip when people are yelling their names. <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll, we'll listen to the whole clip, and when the clip is over, then we'll take uh, we'll, we'll then we'll take we'll okay. take uh, buzz in. All right, here we go. Next one. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! (laughs) Mara? Mara, go. Is it old school Will Ferrell? Damn. Calamita. Calamita. Anchorman. Will Ferrell. Hey, Anchorman is correct. Anchorman, Will Ferrell, and you've got one, one more potential bonus. Who's the character's name? Oh my God, Jackie I'm knows. drawing a blank. I know the name of him. Ron, Bur- Ron Burgundy. Ron, Ron Burgundy. Burgundy. That's like my favorite movie. How did I get that wrong? Mr. Jeffy, you I didn't listen to the, to the rules. You have to wait until the clip is over. Oh, I thought it was over. Right. There was a pause, and I thought it was no, over. No, uh, yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> my character, there was a, yeah, he had a premature buzz. All right, next one. This is number four, I think. Hey, careful, man. There's a beverage here, huh? Mm-mm. Not enough. Anybody. I'll play it one more time. Hey, careful, man. There's a beverage here, huh? Love it. Love it. The Big Lowski. <laughs> That's correct. Can you name the, <laughs> you name the character? The dude. And the dude. And Jeff Daniels. And actor. Jeff Daniels. Not Jeff Not, Daniels. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Jeff, Jeff Daniels Bridges, is sorry. Uh, dumb and yeah. dumber. I, I, yeah, <laughs> you're right. The dude. All right, ready? <laughs> All right, so kind of score update. Kalamata has six. Lovett has two. Mara has two. Jaffe has zero. Next one. What are you going to do? Nice college boy, huh? They want to get mixed up in the family business. Now you want to gun down what? a police captain. He slapped exactly. you in the face a little. Sorry. Huh? You think this is the army where you put them a mile away? You got to get them close like this. Bada bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. Come here. You're taking us very personally. Jaffe. Love it. Jaffe, go. Godfather 1. God, Godfather 1 is correct. Jaffe, can you give a bonus That's, who's with the character and the actor? Yes, yeah, Sonny, Sonny and James Caan. That's mm-hmm. correct. Sonny Corleone and James Caan from the original Godfather, my personal favorite movie. All right. That was a next very good movie. One. Very good. This one is this one is a little bit harder to name the the characters, but you can at least get the movie and maybe the actor. Remember how I was toying with the notion of uh, suspending the Christmas bonuses? You didn't. Well, well I... of all the cheap, lousy ways to save a buck. That's pretty low, mister. 
If I had a rubber hose, I would beat you. And I changed my mind. I'm reinstating all the bonuses. Jaffe? Jaffe. Go, Jaffe. <laughs> Jaffe, go. Uh, what, elf? Nope, not Elf. No. You're on the right track. Anybody? Kalametta. Kalametta. Is it National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Hey, that is correct. <laughs> now I don't she I don't know if good. anyone I don't know if you would get the, the character's name. The, there is Mr. Shirley and Mrs. Uh, Shirley. The boss, but, yeah. Can you name who the actor is? No, I'm stumped yes, with a, that. Yeah, he's his, his name is Brian Doyle Murray. He, he's, he's a brother of Bill Murray. <laughs> so he's he's he's, oh. he's in all like yeah he he makes an appeal like he's in Groundhog Day. He's in Caddyshack. He does all he's in all like Bill Murray's movies. All right, next one. Character actor. Ready? Big character actor. You're right. What are you looking at, butthead? Love it. Love it. Back to the Future, and it's Biff. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> Two points for that one. And can, do you know the actor's name? I have no idea. All right, Tom, Thomas F. <laughs> Wilson. He has a when, when I when I used to teach film as literature at the high school, we used to um, watch Back to the Future. And at the end of the unit, I would show them the little clip of the actor that plays Biff, who is like a stand-up comedian, and apparently he's like a really really nice guy in real life. And he he wrote a, a song called The Question Song about all the stupid questions that he gets bombarded with all the time. Like, was that real manure? He's like, it's a movie. All right, next one. Your power's a weak old man. You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Lara. Love it. Love it. Oh, and wait, then the wait, mess is up. Wait, Mara, did you, did you say your name? I did, but I don't know if yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think I think you were first, but you didn't seem very confident in your in your. Go ahead, Mara. <laughs> Is it Star Wars one? Yeah, I'll give you that one. That's close. Star to, Wars. It's, it's, technically, it's technically Episode Four, but it is the first Star Wars. All right, so Star Wars, Star Wars, the first Star Wars, A New Hope. Characters. Okay. Is it Obi Wan Kenobi? That's correct. Oh, and wow. okay. And I don't know the actor's name. Okay. Anyone want to chime in for the actor's name? Not for a point, but you can... Jaffe? Jaffe? Alec Guinness? Sir Alec Guinness, correct. And the other, the other character was Darth Vader, who was played by David Prowse, but voiced by the, voiced by the famous James Earl Jones. James, yes. Also known as oh. Mufasa in The Lion King, among other things, too. All right, uh, we got two more. The Grinch. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ready, next one. I heard one of the just died. Is that true? Well, yes. But he was really old, and I feel pretty confident that when we get the autopsy back, it'll show that it was probably of natural causes. Anybody? I don't know. I'll give you a hint. Someone, someone incorrectly guessed this movie earlier in this game. Emma? I mean, Mar- what? Mara? <laughs> Mara. L? Nope. Oh. <laughs> I think it was you that incorrectly guessed it. So uh, the actual the answer is old school. Oh. Did you guess that, Mara? Oh. 
I did it's old guess school, that. and the actor the actor is Luke Wilson, and the character's oh. name is Mitch. And they're talking about uh, the pledge called Blue. You're my boy, Blue. You're my boy. Oh, Blue. Uh, all right, last one. Uh, I didn't know that. Well, here's our score right now. Kalametta has seven. Jaffe has three. Levitt has four. Mara has five. This one is 27 seconds. So you gotta let it. You gotta let it linger for a little bit before you buzz in. Four down and one to go. And somewhere out there, another lucky person is moving closer and closer to finding the last of the most sought-after prizes in history. Though we cannot help but envy him, whoever he is, and we might be tempted to be bitter at our losing. We must remember there are many more important things. Many more important things. Offhand, I can't think of what they are, but I'm sure there must be something. Jaffe? Jaffe. Um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? We'll give you that one. We'll give you that one. It's, it's, it's technically called Ooh. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, Willy Wonka, okay. Willie, it was the it was the original one with uh, with Gene Wilder. Gene and Wilder, right? It'd be really hard to do the the character's name. You could you could just say like there's real there's really no name for it. He's just the new like the newscaster. Um, so I do have so let's see let's look at tally up our scores. We have Mr. Jaffe in last place with Miss Lovett with four, Miss Mara with five. Miss Colometta comes out of the blue and <laughs> takes it. With seven, she just calls in and just upstages us all on her own show. Seven points for Miss Palmetto. So, congratulations. Your prize is a lifetime subscription to the Fruitcake of the Month Club and oh. to Miss Mara, Mr. Jaffe, and Mrs. Levitt. All we can say to you, of course, is you lose. Don't be mean. That sounds like James Earl Jones. I do have all right, so I have I have one I have one bonus one. This is this is a this is gonna be the tiebreaker, but this is this is a bonus one. Ready? That's a lovely accent you have. New Jersey? Austria. Austria. <laughs> well then <laughs> Good day, mate. <laughs> Matt. Shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> Well, actually, we'll use, we'll use this as a tiebreaker to break the tie between uh, Jaffe and Levitt. Uh, what? I mean, what am I doing? Say, I, I zoned out. I didn't hear. What, what oh, sorry. Mara, yeah, Mara, why don't you <laughs> give it? Dumb and Dumber, Jim Carrey. <laughs> right. And can you get the character, the actor, the character's name? Oh, what the heck was his name? Um, Larry? Oh, uh, close. That does start with an L. Lloyd. Lloyd Christmas. Oh, All right. Lloyd. Yes. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. Lloyd. Oh, oh love it. You're laughing. At <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right, Lloyd Christmas. All right, let's. On the subject of laughter, let's finish up today with a dad joke. Um, how come? Or why would the golfer wear two pairs of pants? Now, now. Anybody? In case he gets a uh, hole in one. <laughs> that was good. Oh, that was good. <laughs> oh, goodness. Up. 
All right. Any last words before uh, before we sign off for the day? Yeah, we definitely went a little bit over it because you know we had the lovely Miss Colometta on, so we we needed to make yeah. some time for, for her. Uh, to science make students, do your hyperdoc. There'll be a quiz on Friday uh, on Google Forms, so do your science. So every I I will grade and comment on everything, and your quiz will be graded by Google on Friday. And we're planning a Kahoot. Is that still on? Kahoot Friday? Yeah. We've created Kahoot Friday at 3? Yep. Yep. All right. We'll we'll probably do it on Google Meets, and we'll see how that works out. Okay. All right. Sounds Sounds good. good. Love you. Got anything? Have a great Wednesday, guys. Um, Thanks for the Jesse. 1230. Thank we you, have Mr. Our, um, Google Meet. Um, do your work on how a bill becomes a law. Next week, prepare for congressional powers. All right. Article one. Sounds good. Um, Mr. Mahara, what do you got? Last reminders? Just um, two o'clock today. We're going to read Cracker. I'll do your ELA work for me today if you have me. All right. Sounds good. Same thing uh, for my class. Twelve thirty. We're having a Zoom meeting. I'm gonna go. Actually, I forgot. To, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go schedule that right now and send it to people. Uh, you'll find the link either in your email. I'll put it on Google Classroom, and we'll talk to everybody on Friday. We're gonna talk. The article I'm gonna post up is about ventilators and kind of a discussion about how does, what are the guidelines to determine who gets ventilators in case we don't all have them. So not, <laughs> kind of a dark uh, topic. Also an important one. Friday. So this has been the Mama Levitt Show for Miss Mara, Miss Levitt, Mr. Jaffe, and today's guest, Miss Colometta. I'm Mr. McGowan. Say yes to the afternoon, and we'll see everybody on Friday. I'm going to play us out to where everybody knows your name. Take everything you've got. Taking a break from all your work. Show would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? All those nights when you've got no light, the check is in the mail, and your little angel hung the cat up by its tail, and your third fiance didn't show. Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name.